Hello, my friends. This is the podcast that brings a wealth of knowledge, expertise, and fun of Twins Smoke Shop, New England's premier smoke shop, right to you, wherever you are, whenever you want it. And that's Not Just Blowing Smoke. You can find us at our website, notjustblowingsmoke.com, and be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Not Just Blowing Smoke. Hello, everybody. That was Jeff Pitchell's Fat Cigar you were listening to, and that means it's time for Not Just Blowing Smoke. Coming at you live from Twin Smoke Shop Studio Headquarters in Hooks at New Hampshire. Be sure to subscribe to us on Podbean, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes, Google, right here on YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast from so you never miss a thing. I am Pastor Padrone, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Nick Oteen and Dave and Confused. Paul, a.k.a. Pablo Maduro, is off tonight. He's still at work. We love you, Paul. Always thinking about you, Paul. Always. Always. Seven moment of silence for Paul. Okay, that's good enough. Okay. And we're back. And uh, tonight, we're talking something. We're talking a special theme tonight. Cigars and pipes, as you know, are steeped in history. That's one of the reasons I think people love them. They're steeped in history and tradition that go back hundreds, hundreds. or even thousands, thousands of years. Hundreds for cigars. Thousands of pipes. pipes, baby. It's no surprise, therefore, that one of the main influences that often sparks the inspiration of a blender for a new cigar or pipe tobacco yeah. is history. history. And tonight we are going to be looking at a couple of examples of that. And we are starting with a cigar with the A.J. Fernandez Belas Artes Maduro Toro. Yes. It is a Brazilian Matafina mm. Maduro wrapper. Yummy. Mexican San Andreas binder, which wow. I love. Yes. yes, sir. What the a crazy fillers binder. are from Nicaragua. It's a 6x54, uh, you know, typical A.J. Fernandez construction and awesome labeling. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, the, the band is fantastic. It's a double band on this. Yep. Mm-hmm. The second with his name on it. Got to know. Got to know it's A.J. And... Uh, Nick, what are we pairing with this tonight? Ladies and gentlemen, we are pairing it with the 1792 Small Batch. Woo! The 1792 Small Batch. Small Batch. The Small Batch bourbon is sophisticated and complex. A distinctly different bourbon created with precise craftsmanship made from our signature high rye recipe and the marriage of select barrels carefully chosen by our master distiller and the 1792 on the bottle is when kentucky became a state oh really yep i did not know that i didn't know that until i was actually me and paul were talking about uh different bourbons we can do for the show and at Mm -hmm. first we the first selection that we did have which had really kind of nothing to do with um any history it it has a little history because Mm -hmm. it was one of the first bourbons for uh jim beam right right Right. So it has time. some. It has a really history, some nice history there, but Paul came to me and he was like, "You should do 1792." Yeah. And I was like, "Okay." And it was he's like, "What do you know? Uh, what do you know about 1792?" And I was like, "Well, it's great bourbon." 
because I've had <laughs> I've had this one and I've had bottled and bond. Well, it's great bourbon, and he's it's like in a bottle. He, I'm drinking. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, and it's at a great price of thirty dollars as well That's here in New true. Hampshire. That's um, true. And he said, "No, well, the 1792 is when uh, Kentucky became a state, so it mm. has some really nice, really nice history there." Well, that and that ties nicely right in with our theme. Absolutely, you know, naming that batch after the founding of Kentucky, where bourbon is from, mm-hmm. and uh, now we're smoking the. A.J. Fernandez, Bella Arte's Maduro Toro. Mm-hmm. And there's some special history behind that. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Nick? Yeah, so the Bellas Artes um, translates to fine art, which A.J. Fernandez named it after the Museum of Fine, Ar- Museum of fine Arts in Havana, Cuba, mm. which I'm pretty sure the real Mona Lisa is kept. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it is. I'm sure it is. The one that's in... Uh, is it in the Louvre? Yeah. I'm pretty sure that's a fake. That's a that's a replica. Um, <laughs> so people can go and see it and pay money. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure the real one is in Havana right now in the Museum mm. of Fine Arts. I'm pretty sure You're it pretty is. You're pretty sure? I'm I'm pretty pretty sure. There's a conspiracy out there and I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm believing it right now. Really? Yeah. What 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 what's behind that conspiracy? Mm. Nothing facts. other than facts. facts. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> what facts make you Whoa, think wait, that the no. Mona Lisa is hiding in Cuba? I, I think it's there. It's not many people that can go in there, um, <laughs> and it's a safe place. I would think it'd be a safe place. It's a what is, is what the Louvre a safe, a safe place? place? Yeah, I guess. I guess over. <laughs> but in it's it's the French. Is <laughs> they really protect anything <laughs> over there? I don't know. Liberty. They got all histories. They got wine. Mona but Lisa. Yeah, you know. <laughs> Fake Mona Lisa. I don't know. <laughs> well, so we have the Lisa. Oh my! Oh my! Not the Mona Lisa. Just the Lisa. Yes, we have Lisa, the luscious Lisa at the bar. Absolutely, she's fantastic. That's wonderful, just... wonderful woman. Mm-hmm. See, that's a great save I just did for you, Dave. Sure. Yep. Absolutely, Dave. Mm. What is your impression so far of the cigar and the pairing? Uh, the cigar is very creamy and smooth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do you have any other creamy, words for it? You very, said creamy already. Creamy, again, for the retro hail. Um, I get a little spice, a little baking spice on my, uh, mm. or like pepper on my on my tongue. Um, and uh, there's some nice spice in the retro hail, too. There is, yeah. There is a real creamy I'm not, aspect I'm not, the cigar. I'm not getting it's any really, spicy in my retro It's hail. really smooth. There is a little bit of spice. The the 1792 kind mm-hmm. of brings that, has a long finish, so when mm. you take a, a nice puff of the cigar, brings that nice spice on the retro hail. I'm assuming it's coming from that uh, Brazilian wrapper, that Montefina. Yeah. Yeah, the Matafina, yes. you know, which is one of Kurt's favorites, of course. That's where that great white rapper. ash is coming from, that Brazilian Matafina. Mm-hmm. Or the uh, Nicaraguan tobacco. Yeah. What produces white ash, Dave? Really good, enriched, nitrogen-enriched soil. That is correct. Magnesium. Yeah, that too. Magnesium. And magnesium. Makes, and Nicaraguan tobacco has lots. Nicaraguan? No, not Nick Wagwin. Nicaraguan. <laughs> Tobacco has lots of magnesium in it. So when you have a, when you see a nice white ash, this is actually kind of grayer, which I think 
You heard it here, folks. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a little bit grayer, but, you know, that nice, that, you know, this is typical construction for A.J. Fernandez. Oh, yeah. And by typical, I mean excellent. Outstanding. He mm. always makes well-constructed cigars. You, you may not, it may they may not be your cup of tea, but I don't think I've ever had an A.J. Fernandez that really was construction-wise, horrible. Have you ever had a, a bad A.J. Fernandez cigar? I've never had you, a bad You've AJ. had to have smoked hundreds of his I've smoked, cigars across the board. Well, I've smoked every A.J. out there, <laughs> including the ones... Smoke them all. Every A.J. Fernandez makes 493,000 cigars, and I've smoked them all, even the ones he made for other companies. That's true. I um, even smoked even his mother's cigar once. I have. Um... <laughs> I've smoked all his cigars that we carry, plus the ones mm -hmm. on CI as well, mm. uh, the Ava Maria's, um, oh, and I've smoked, Maria. you know, all the ones that he's done with Monte Cristo. I've smoked the ones that he's done with General, and I've never had a bad cigar that had AJ's name on it. No, even the last calls. Yeah, know, oh, five, six bucks a piece. Those, those are, are great fantastic. cigars. Fantastic. Oh my God, those are fantastic cigars, and, and it's know, true to the name too. Yeah. If you're you know, I always, you know, other than doing a Dog Walker or maybe a, a Club Perfecto, which is mm -hmm. one of my favorite cigars from Kurt. I love the Club Perfecto. Those are great. I always turn to the last call when somebody's coming down from the bar and says, well, I uh, I got 30 minutes. Uh, I got one list, one last drink. What do you want? What are, what are you going to get me? Mm. And I was I always be like, okay, well, it's going to be the last call mm. by AJ Fernandez. So. And you know the story behind that, right? Uh, Nick Nick told me. Nick Goss told me, and I forgot the story. So the story is that, you know, AJ's factory is, of course, open for tours. Yes. Okay. And you get all sorts of cigars on the tour. And the very last cigar you got mm -hmm. was what we know as the last call. It oh. was the last cigar of the night. And he ended up making that a, a official release of his. Mm -hmm. And it's an incredible blend. I'm glad it he is. did. I'm glad that they didn't just get, you know exclusive to the the factory tour yep because they are all whether it's the habano or the maduro they're they're fantastic yes love both of them so what are you picking up on the cigar here nick well i'm getting some earth dave's getting earth. creamy creamy and, and creamy smooth <laughs> creamy smooth earth the san andreas is producing a little bit of that that dark chocolate note in there. Yeah, I just got um, yeah. that dark chocolate, that dark cocoa, the the nice sweet tone, the the sweet aftertaste there from the mm. Brazilian uh, Matafina wrapper. The earth, obviously, earth. it's Nicaraguan. Mm -hmm. Um, and the, right now, that's all I'm getting. And with the with the pairing, it's really nice. It's evening out. It's going back and forth. It's creating a nice complex uh, pairing here. Complex. Mm. And again, Paul hits it out of the Excellent. park yep it, it, you know the what spirit I mean? master he is the spirit master the spirit master it's transcendent <laughs> it is <laughs> the spirit of paul has spoken the spirit of paul has spoken and paul yeah. if you're watching thank you very much for the recommendation yeah. we, we all That's know fantastic. we all know he's not his his phone is as ancient as the earth i know but they usually have it on in the big screen in the retail area yeah. no he's watching sea turtles oh he's not watching watching sea turtles. hey yeah. i watch those sea turtles through most of the shift and they're very soothing <laughs> i really like it when paul puts and it's not like paul to put those on well now it is it, it is like paul it is it is expected when you know when i come in in the afternoon and paul's there mm -hmm. to open and 
I'm, you know, I can't wait to get in there and, you know, be one with the turtles. Yeah. I really like watching those, Paul. I'm not trying to crack on you or anything like that, but I, I really enjoy watching the Turtles, man. So 2016-2017, A.J. Fernandez goes to Cuba. Cuba. He visits the, the Museum. Museum of the, Fine Arts, yeah. the Belles Artes, mm-hmm. and comes back and is you know, transformed. He's enamored with his experience there, enamored. all the great artwork, mm-hmm. and creates this line, started with the... What, is it natural? Or is it's it called not. A nat- it's or a, it's a habano. So it's neither a habano, <laughs> neither a corojo. Um, it's a hybrid wrapper. Okay. Um, hybrid. I was talking to Nick earlier, and I should have wrote this down. So it's a hybrid wrapper, which consists of a habano, a corojo, and I forgot the other one that Nick told me. But he combined those two seeds. He spliced them together, mm-hmm. which he has a patent on, so yep. nobody else can do it. Yeah. And that is the wrapper of the original Belisartes. Correct. And wow. so this was and this was his you know cigar version of fine art and then he did this and, and this doesn't have those uh, it does not those particular hybrided hybridized seeds nope but it is a really really good maduro oh yeah well the figurado mm. which was figures um, that was a taa release the taa release yep. and then the toro was um i think 20 2016, 2017, Cigar yeah. Journal of uh, Cigar of the Year, oh, the Cigar yeah. Journal, mm-hmm. and it's a fantastic smoke. I love this smoke. Yeah, this with the Brazilian uh, Maduro wrapper on it is, oof, man, really, really good. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and for the price point too, you're looking at 10, 11 bucks for this, and you're getting top quality here. Yep. Yep, absolutely. Hallelujah. Are you picking up anything else, Dave, other than no. cream and soda? No, I'm getting no soda, but I am getting, I'm finally getting a whiff of that cocoa. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But actually, I'm not getting quite a lot from the cigar. Not as much as you guys are getting. For me, it's really creamy. I get a little bit of, like, pepper or spice on the tongue. That's a shame. And a little bit of cocoa. And that's, like, it. Well, I get cream. I get the cocoa. I get some earth. I get a little tinge of coffee from the San Andreas. Yeah. You know, not a lot, just a little little bit of that. I mean, this would go fantastic with a cup of coffee. Nick wouldn't know because nope. he doesn't drink coffee. I do not. Dave would know because he does drink coffee. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I love the retro on this. It is very creamy, like Dave said. There's a little bit of spice in it. It's a very, very good cigar. The the cigar is burning very well. It's a little bit the the burn you can tell by looking at that is it's a little bit wavy. I don't yes. hold that ever against a cigar. I don't think cigars necessarily need to burn absolutely straight all the way down to have a great burn as long as it's right going at the basically the same rate around the cigar and yep. and not obviously canoeing. Well, a lot of times too because this is a box press. Mm-hmm. Um, but my experience on box presses versus regular uh, ring gauges, Burp. they do burn a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, obviously, it's a, like you said, it's a little bit wavy, but it's nothing yeah. serious. Um, like I said, a lot of them that I smoke that's box press, they kind of burn a little weird, right. but nothing, it doesn't canoe. Um, it doesn't, you know, the wrapper doesn't start to come off or anything like that. So it's exactly what I expected. Nothing but perfection from AJ Fernandez. Mm. Yeah. Now, AJ makes his own cigars. Yeah. He makes cigars for a lot of other companies. Yes, mm-hmm. he does, too. Thank God. Um, 
which do you think do you think his better cigars have been his own or do you think some of his best stuff has been done for others i feel like his best stuff is his own from what i've smoked personally what's your favorite aj cigar the san latanos the san latanos oh, those are great those are good cigars all over my face okay okay oh, yeah. nick uh, what about you <laughs> um i don't know i i do I, like all his stuff yeah bas artes the one that i do actually smoke uh quite a bit is the um what do you mean the one you do actually smoke? You smoke everything. I do, but the one if I'm in the AJ section, the one that you mean I more always, often. Yeah, more yeah. often is the Ramon Alonis. Okay, oh, the Ramon Alonis is a great cigar. which he blended with his father. Right. Um but the one that I probably have to keep coming back to with his name on it is the Monty by Monty or Monty by AJ, mm -hmm. which is the black and gold wrapper. Yeah. Um that, that is a damn good cigar. That in a Toro is probably got to be one of my favorite cigars from AJ. And he's blended that for, well, it came out years ago. Mm -hmm. um, now, what about the 1935 anniversary that he just came out with? Which one? The Monte Cristo 1935. Have you had that one? I have. I had a, God, I have two of my, my box. That one is spectacular. But still, that one is close. If you're trying to get, in my eyes with that one, if you're trying to get, really close to a padrone quality on that cigar mm -hmm. without paying the padrone prices of you know 20 plus dollars because that for me that's in the 1926 that's in the family reserve um kind area yeah really smooth there's no pepper there's a big chocolate note on there mm -hmm. um it's not incredibly complex mm -mm. in my eyes but it is an incredible cigar that they made uh in the 1935 nicaraguan um, do you think he makes really complex cigars i think he makes really good very consistent cigars yeah i don't really think he I, i've never smoked any of his where i go wow this is changing left and right nuance no. here nuance there really good flavor great construction yeah but but complexity is not mm -mm. He, he, he's not really that's that's not really what i think of when i think of his cigars. that's what kind of what i'm getting from this now because now i'm getting like a lot more I'm starting to get some earth. I'm starting to get some cedar. Mm -hmm. um, there's, there, I feel like there's like a sweetness starting to come through, maybe because of the drink. Um, but it's the the cigar for me is starting to develop. Okay, nice, very good, very good. So you're picking up more stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. I see you've slowed down on your drinking too. That might be helping. And Nick has actually still got a fair amount in his cup. I'm yeah, actually right. impressed, Nick. That's very, was, very good. It was filled to the lid. Well, <laughs> filled to the yeah, it was, uh, <laughs> it was filled halfway. So, uh, uh, um, so now um, you're at the regular people's pour. I am, yes. <laughs> you're at the pour of the peasants. The like pour myself. of the peasants. <laughs> <laughs> the the peasants. <laughs> Just announced. Oh, my goodness. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yep, yep. yep. Um, so I, I, what I'm hearing is one vote for his own stuff, mm -hmm. uh, AKA the, the San Latano. Yes. And one vote for other people's stuff. Yeah. And I would what, do you, what do you think of his, his blend that he did for uh, Romeo and Julieta, the uh, Nicaraguan? I think that was pretty smooth. That's a really good one, but still I would have to top that Monty by AJ. Mm -hmm. That's a really good one as well. Uh, I haven't had the Monty. 
but I, I um, the the Romeo I thought was okay in comparison to his own stuff. Not well, yeah. I think I think maybe... I thought it was great, but I thought like compared to like a San Latano or like a New World, it was kind of like a little bit. Well, it fits. Less... It fits the profile of a Romeo and Juliet, and that's for me. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I think, of course, if that's what they're, you know, if that's, you know, if he sat no. down with the people at Altidus and said, you know, okay, you know, this is what the idea is, he blended it exactly what they wanted. Again, I don't know the, you know, the backstory on that cigar no. or whatnot. Listen, AJ, but I'm pretty we sure we really want something mediocre. Okay. But, uh, yeah. Uh, 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 we just kind of I hope Adam isn't listening. Uh, uh, He's gonna murder us later. Uh, but you know what I mean. I think that that cigar with a little with a little AJ flair on it, because it has a lot of a lot more body than your regular Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. Um, that's perfect for that lineup. Yes. It's not yep. spicy. It's not uh, got a lot of you know crazy flavors going around it's not crazy complex it's mm-hmm. smooth it's very enjoyable we sell a lot of it mm-hmm. i smoke a lot of it as well of course you do of course, of course. Mm-hmm. um but that aj by Monty has got me hooked when every time i pass by there it's i'm always grabbing one what makes the monty stand out to you oh mm. man the spice in that the tobacco the spice. notes that's spice yeah the tobacco notes too um that spice in there is, is relentless. It from the first light all the way down past the band, there is an awesome signature spice and strength to that cigar that I absolutely love. And it's mm-hmm. a strength that it's in more body than than yeah. nicotine level. Yeah. yeah. Um. And it's just an unbelievable cigar to enjoy. Scar. Um. Unbelievable I smoke cigars. <laughs> You want to see my scar? I'll show I have you. plenty. I'll I'll lift up my shirt. <laughs> well, we don't want to see that, Danny. No, no one wants to see that. No one. <laughs> um, but yes, that is the spice that stands out to me the most in that cigar, mm. which okay. calls to me day and night. Now, how would you compare the Belisartes to that? This one's what, more refined. This one is more refined. More yeah. refined. This one's more refined. Mm-hmm. Everything is incredibly balanced in the cigar you get the cocoa note you get the sweet note you get a little bit of spice on the retro hail mm-hmm. um still not getting it, that retro. the earth it's very balanced mm-hmm. very fine creamy you know you're smoking a well sophisticated cigar when you're smoking this yeah yeah I, i'd agree this is this is very very nice and dave's first word i think hit the hit the nail on the head with it being creamy absolutely which frankly i don't normally associate with nicaraguan cigars no you do no. get that nicaraguan bite yeah mm. you know and i you know there is it, you can definitely taste it and know this there's nicaraguan tobacco in here mm-hmm. um and oh. maybe it's that brazilian marafina uh but possibly but there it is a distinct creaminess to this that yeah. is to me um not normally what you get with a Nicaraguan filler cigar. No, no. usually it's, get it's usually that, get a lot of earth mm-hmm. when you're dealing with a lot of Nicaraguan. Earth, I feel like earth, I feel like it's that mix yeah. spice. It's I feel like it's that mix because of the Brazilian Matafina in the in the San Andreas wrap a binder uh, that just makes it like that. Yeah, that's where I'm going because it just you're getting. I feel like I'm getting a perfect marriage of both of those. Of what? The the Brazilian Matafina, Matafina, and the uh, San Andreas. 
binder. And what flavors are you? Well, thinking? you're getting the earth, but you're getting some creamy, you know, like smooth, which you can get. I feel from like the uh, the Brazilian Matafina, and you get like the earth, maybe a little bit of that spice from the San Andreas, mm-hmm. you know. Okay. All right. I a little that. bit of cedar yeah. coming through because of the Nicaraguan filler. I think the the. Uh, the the wrapper and the binder are playing a really big part in the cigar. Yeah, definitely. Um, the, and he blended it extremely well that way, and where the Nicaraguan is kind of playing a really small note in there. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like more of the supporting role. Yes, absolutely. And yeah. it's really the cigar is really playing well, and it's the the binder, the wrapper, and the binder really in the forefront mm. really up front really giving that nice flavor and then you get the nicaraguan kind of sprinkled in in there yep. just a little bit in the background mm. kind of rounding the cigar when i out. read up on the cigar it was supposed to be like whoa it's heavy but no this, this isn't is, a heavy cigar this is not i agree i i what would you say nick I, i'm gonna call this a medium straight on medium mm. I'd say as it's far a mild as, as far as, as medium as far as or medium minus medium <clears throat> medium plus for the ones that you know if they're on the Bayes Artes the original mm-hmm. if they wanted to you know jump up to the Maduro and they wanted to try it out I would definitely warn them and be like okay well it's medium medium plus because that original Bayes Artes I believe is a light to medium cigar okay. very very nice it's not too heavy full of flavor but mm-hmm. this one. Is definitely, I'd say, one notch above that. Yeah, mm. yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, how about we do a little uh, cigar confessions? Ooh, here we go. It's my okay. confession. And uh, oh, before we get to cigar confessions, Dave, um, put up the uh, picture of the uh, Cuban Museum of Fine Arts, the Billets mm. Artes, there, so people can see it. Yep, so there it is. Um, that is the museum that uh, was the inspiration for this cigar. Great, great collection of uh, Cuban art and culture in there. Fantastic, fantastic place. It, that picture makes me want to visit it. Mm. It, it looks just amazing. Mm. All right, cigar confessions time. Okay. Now, here's the confession. It is that time of year again, people, when you really need to be careful about not leaving your cigars in the car mm-hmm. during the daytime. Mm-hmm. Because even though it's 50, 60 degrees for most of us in springtime, especially here in New England, that's where we're from. You know, it's, you know, today was 60 degrees. You know, when your windows are up and everything, it gets a lot warmer in the car than 60 degrees you can really heat yeah. them up and just like you wouldn't leave your kid in the car with the windows up don't leave your cigar doing that. you might be thinking about leaving your kids in the car <laughs> i have three kids i know that that might be something that pops into your head every once in a while don't do that don't do that with your cigars either because that can really heat them up and heating them up is something that is you know, it frankly, as bad or worse than getting the humidity way up there. Because mm-hmm. once 
the humidity once i mean once the temperature gets above 80 degrees if the manufacturer is not one that fro froze their cigars flash froze their cigars before they were sent not everyone does that that's when you get the tobacco beetles and you don't want that the last thing you want is cigars that pop and crunch <laughs> yeah Definitely because pop because you're popping beetles yeah <laughs> you know yeah if you are in the habit of leaving stuff in your car do yourself a favor get a bunch of toscanos they're fire cured. They don't need humidity or anything like that. Get they're, those. They're leave yummy. them in your glove compartment. Leave them in your car. Leave them on the front seat. Nothing's going to hurt them. They're going to be fine. And if you need to reach for a cigar when you're in a traffic jam or something, that's the thing to do. Mm -hmm. I keep a pack of Toscanos in my car. Um, we all do. They're made with Italian yeah. fire cured, Kentucky fire cured um, tobaccos, which ironically is the same kind of stuff they use in pipes. They do. You know, it's basically a kind of pipe tobacco that's been rolled into a, a cigar. You know, all those Clint Eastwood movies where he's smoking those ugly little cheroots, you know, the good, the that's bad, them. the ugly, you know, that's them. That's those cigars. They've been making cigars over there for 200 years. And uh, Toscano is such a popular cigar over in Italy that that's the slang word for cigar. You know how we say... You know, give me a Pepsi or give me a Coke. You could be talking about whatever cola right or here. soda for those of you who may be living somewhere else. Pop. You know, pop. You know, um, you know, Toscano is the word, general word for a cigar over there in Italy. Um, As a matter of fact, the, the rep was just in, I think, I forget mm -hmm. his name. But um, that's wonderful, Dave. Yeah, I know. So grateful so that you threw him out. That great. But great... he was he was you know saying like you know you should break these up, and put them in your pipe. He's like because you could do that. He's like people do that, and it's like a really it's it's it's, it's basically Kentucky fire cured yeah. stuff. It's the same kind of process that mm -hmm. Kentucky fire cured goes in, and it is actually depending you know it's a mix of Kentucky fire cured and Italian fire cured. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, tobaccos that go into those things so anyway if it's not a toscano don't leave it in your car take it inside with you otherwise your cigar is going to burn funny it's going to act funny it's going to taste funny well the problem i've ha i've done this mm -hmm. um in the past in my earlier years of smoking and i've had the 10 count traveler at the time mm -hmm. and it was black most of them are going to be black yep, or dark yep. colored most of the ones are dark colored and black. you leave them in the car and they bake mm -hmm. and inside the travel door or herford door whatever you want to call it whatever you want to call it door. um they become over humidified yeah so inside that um inside your traveler becomes too humidified and the cigars absorb that, yep. and they become almost unsmokable. They they basically steam. Yep. Right. That's what yep. you're saying. They get really really soft, and they just burn funny, or they split, and they just don't burn right, or they don't even light, and mm -hmm. it's terrible. Especially if you're sitting in traffic, or you just go out to your car and you grab a cigar or two, and you give it to your buddy, and they don't smoke, mm -hmm. and that is the worst feeling. Especially if you're in the middle of nowhere and you need a smoke. 
Yeah. Yeah. I keep a pack in my car all the time. I really enjoy them. Yeah. Um, the Tuscanello, you know, the short, yep. you know, five pack. I, I keep a pack of those in the car. It, they're, they're just great when you are stuck in traffic or something. You want something to smoke. It's a great thing to have in there because you really don't need to worry about humidification. You can nope. just chuck them in your glove compartment and chuck forget them. about it. It's very, very good. Do you, do you keep a pack in your, in your I car, I absolutely Dave? do. Yeah. Yes, I do. What's your favorite? Just the regular blend. Tus- the Tuscanello? Tuscanello. Yep. 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 Mine too. I know the co- that we have customers who are hooked on that. The Aroma Cafe, mm-hmm. and um, buy them by the sleeve. He buys them every week, you know. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that actually is the most popular of that line. That's you know in Italy, um, you'll you'll see them on every corner of the street. Um, that being said, that's not the cigar we're talking about tonight. No, it's not. That's another episode. Anywho, that's another episode, and it will be. It will be an episode at one point. We're we're gonna get the rep on the show. I've nice. been talking to Sean about that, doing some special stuff with him. But um, mm. I'm about I'm about to get to the final third of this cigar. Oh yeah, um, dude. This really has not changed no. at all. It's very consistent. Yeah, which is a sign of of good blending. I think. Good oh blending, yeah, and yes. you know, uh, so that creaminess that that uh earth a, just a little bit of spice white pepper spice mm-hmm. um it's it's just a really really good cigar yeah, Has, have you picked up anything else dave you said yours was kind of growing on you yeah i'm getting I'm, getting I'm definitely getting a lot more earth mm-hmm. um i'm getting a more of a sweet cedar mm-hmm. um the um I don't know. I'm getting some more. I feel like there's, like, with the earth and the cedar, they both, like, amped up to me. I'm still not getting anything in the retro hail, though. It's nothing but cream for me. What? Now, are you picking up cedar? Not really. I'm not picking up. The, the cocoa note Yeah, is extremely present. Mm-hmm. I'm getting a lot of the cocoa note. I'm getting a lot of that earth. And maybe the the sweetness, maybe it's the the small batch is kind of amplifying that a little mm-hmm. bit. Yeah. Um, definitely getting that nice little touch of white pepper on the retro hail, mm-hmm. but it's yeah. subtle. I mean, like you yeah. really gotta focus on it to really kind of pick it up. Yeah, um, I feel like you have to take a long haul off the, of it. Maybe, but um, that cocoa note is mm-hmm. just sublime cream cocoa and earth oh that's yeah. what that's what i mm-hmm. those are the three big things yes, oh yes i get from the cigar cream, this is, cocoa and earth that the the cigar is fantastic and it, just a tad of white pepper in the retro yes and it was very municipal i totally yeah. agree with uh <laughs> terrence riley last week who said that retrohaling is really crucial to understanding mm-hmm. what a cigar has going for it yeah they were the blenders, uh, you know, for the uh, in in a great majority, you know, um, design the cigar with that in mind, with retrohaling in mind, and you know, your nose has so much to do with what you experience on your palate, mm-hmm. and vice versa. 
that if you don't do that, I think you're missing a lot of what a cigar is. Oh yeah, is you're offer. missing you're missing out half of the cigar. Mm-hmm. There's there's another when you're retrohaling it and you're blowing it through your sinuses or you're blowing it through your nose, you're getting that second half of that cigar, that subtleness that you will never get if you're just trying to um, focus on your palate picking it up. Like your palate will pick up a lot of the notes, Mm -hmm. but to get more, that second or that third of that cigar, it just brings it to life. Mm -hmm. There's so much more that you can get from the retrohale. Were you going to say something, Dave, or are you just going to I'm reflecting on the 1792. I just, mm. I did the Kurt thing, where you take a sip and mix it around with the saliva in your mouth. Okay. And, and uh, wow, it is really good. Mm-hmm. I think the, the 1792 is bringing out a lot more of the cocoa notes and the sweetness of the cigar. I agree. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Totally agree, agree with Dave? that. I would agree, Dan. Yeah, I think it's bring, I think it's making the cigar much sweeter than it normally is, mm-hmm. um, and a cigar really has some natural sweetness on its own. Mm-hmm. But I think with a drink, it's it's really amping that up a couple of notches. Yeah, well, you get like that dark caramel <clears throat> from the drink, and it's caramel just pretty, yeah. coffee. No, caramel just, coffee. Just, just caramel, Dave. Just caramel, caramello. Caramello. I love caramello. that. I love that chocolate caramello. bar. Mm-hmm. Caramello. Oh, who doesn't? Man, love that come bar. on. Commercials with the stringy caramel. I know, even though it's oh. all fake, but yeah, yep. it's beautiful. So good. All CG, CGI. That was mm-hmm. really good CGI. Mm-hmm. Made me buy a few bars. Mm-hmm. So what's the final verdict here on this baby? It's terrible. It's absolutely dreadful. It sucks. You wouldn't buy it again? Nope, not at all. I despise it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact opposite, people. Yeah. This is very great. good. We've been lying the whole time. <laughs> Well, just the last 30 seconds. Yeah. Actually, yeah, yeah. What a, most of the time is totally true. Yes. Um, mm. I, I think this is a wonderful cigar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's got a lot going for it. If you, if you like a cigar that changes up all the time and has a lot of complexity to it, you may not think as highly of this cigar as I do. But it's very, very consistent from start to finish. Cream, chocolate, cocoa, little bit of white pepper. Mm. Yeah. Very, very nice. Yes. Would go great with a coffee, Smash. great with a stout. Yeah. It goes in very well with the bourbon here. Oh yeah. The 1792 small batch. This is um true to its name. Bayes Artis. Artis. Very true to its name. What what were we drinking earlier with Talia? I think it would go really well with that too. That was the um um contradiction yes. bourbon. Oh. Yes. Uh, and that will be featured on the show in several weeks. <laughs> Depending Butter. on whether or not Talia is able to get a ride to her Greek Easter. I'll give her a ride. She wants. I will pick <laughs> her up and drop her off if she can get into the show. <laughs> I do not mind. It's on the way home, so well, I will drop her off. Well, actually, you know, where she needs to go is Connecticut. Connecticut. Well, it looks like it's going to be a long ride for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. It's, it's going to be a fantastic time. Um, but, uh, yeah, Tequila, Tequila Talia did stop by the shop earlier today and and uh, highlighted, uh, well, highlighted, gave Dave and I a taste. Yeah. 
<laughs> of this contradiction bourbon and asked <laughs> if, if she thought it would go well with anything. And we thought of several cigars right off. And, yeah. and um, depending on whether or not she can be here next week, uh, she may be here as early as next week. If not, it'll be several weeks from now. But either way, she'll be back on the show with mm. the uh, contradiction bourbon. Very interesting thing is it's got this picture of an elephant on a, standing on, on top a, of a oh. barrel. It does, yes. And that there is a contradiction. You wouldn't want to see that happen. Well, I would love to see that happen. Well, I'd love to see, maybe love In to see circus. it happen, but I'd, I'd be worried about what's going to happen to the bourbon. <laughs> That's true. We don't you want know? the bourbon to be harmed. We don't harmed. want the bourbon to be harmed. No the, bourbons no. were harmed. Or the, or the, the elephant. Of this show. That's fair. No, just the bourbon. <laughs> just the bourbon. Okay. Just the bourbon. That's our first half of the show. When we come back, we will be looking at another historically inspired blend, a pipe tobacco. Mm. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. All right, everybody. We are back, and we are now smoking this. We are smoking Captain Earl's Honor blend. This is the only blend in the Captain Earl series that has no Latakia in it. And... Um, uh, from the tin, it says an all-natural stoved blend of Red Virginia's mild Cavendish, Turkish, and Perique tobaccos pressed into an old-fashioned crumble cake. Named in memory of Captain Earl's wife, Honor Matthews, a native of New Zealand, whom he wed during one of his ports of call to Diamond Head in Hawaii. Uh, Captain Earl is uh, blends are produced uh, by Cornell and Deal. This is a Oriental type blend, and the components inside it are Cavendish, Turkish Orientals, Perique, and Virginia. There's no toppings added to this. It is, as they said, a crumbled cake, uh, and we are pairing this again with the Jefferson's 1792 small batch. Yes, we are. Tobacco. And for those of you who have never seen Crumble Cake before, um, if you have not been watching the show, that there is a crumble cake. You basically just crumble, crumble it, crumble off little bits, and it breaks off into that mix really easily. Okay. And uh, what are our impressions, first off, of how this tobacco is? What do we think of the pairing? Nick. Well, there is a really nice sweet note in there. Mm -hmm. Some earth. Mm -hmm. Maybe a little floral. Mm -hmm. Room Definitely note. From the, from the Oriental. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Room note is very pleasant. Mm -hmm. And with the pairing... Hmm. Really nice. Mm -hmm. Very good. Yeah. That sweet caramel finish on the 1792 really brings that sweet note to the mm -hmm. forefront. Yeah, I agree. I think it brings out the sweetness in the Virginias there. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting some citrus. Mm -hmm. Some hay, some wood notes. Mm -hmm. um, the Turkish Orientals definitely, like Nick said, had that floral bouquet to them. Yeah. That incense kind of uh, note nice. to them. So a little bit of sweet and sour. Yeah, I get know? that. 
the Perique, you know, provides provides some uh, <laughs> additional depth with its raisiny and fig-like favor- flavors and spice. Mm. Um, Dave, what's your thoughts on the tobacco and the pairing so far? Just lighten up. Um, I'm getting a lot of the same. The citrus, um, a little hay, a little... Not not tasting too much of the Virginias. Um, I do, however, get a nice little tang in my nose with the retro hail. Yep. Mm. Yep. Very, very nice. Um, now, let's talk a little bit about the inspiration for Captain Earl's blends and the honor blend in particular that we're smoking the captain earl's line was inspired by the founders of hermit tobacco works jay and louise jones after they acquired a pipe that was owned by captain james earl so he was a real person he was a real person all right captain james a.m earl was the sixth captain of the charles w morgan a whaling ship that was based out of new bedford massachusetts nice and um for several years between 1888 and 1904 she was based in san francisco the morgan was a very well-known very famous whaling ship made 37 voyages over her 80 years of service, ranging in length from nine months to five years. Wow. Okay. And Captain Earl, James Earl, sold, sailed her more than any other captain. Wow. In that 80-year period. How he, many voyages? He did 10 between 1890 and 1908. Wow. And um, Captain Earl had a reputation for being both competent and lucky. He good was for him. Very, very good at researching and and being diligent about being very aware of the um, the patterns of whales and wh- where they would be so that the ship could be successful. Um, but he was also extremely lucky. Some of his some of his voyages ended quicker than others because yeah they got all their catch and they could come back early good for him you know um one person who he sailed with said uh in fact he was clever at anything he undertook no matter what it was um he was and said also said he was a most amiable and kindly man in every way now amiable the 21st voyage of the Morgan took Earl to New Zealand and that was where he met Mrs. Miss Ma- Miss Honor Matthews. That's an <clears throat> awesome name to have. Honor, Honor Matthews. Matthews. She was 18 at the time. Ooh. They fell in love and uh, in 1895 after a month in Auckland, New Zealand, he and Honor made an agreement that they were going to be engaged and uh he put into port a little bit later in Honolulu for at Diamond Head for his wedding, which took place on December 27th, 1895. See, now, my my wedding was December 29th, 1990. 
but Ooh. it was it was in Massachusetts. It was very cold. Oh and yeah, snowy. It can be. His was probably much tropical. more tropical, mm. which I would have preferred. I got married girls, on the you know. beach in Puerto Rico. But here's the thing: they had the wedding, they had the ceremony, and then Honor got on board the ship, and he continued on his work. <laughs> so their him. their honeymoon was him continuing to whale. <laughs> Out hey, in the Pacific, he's got to make his money, man. That's right. And uh, one of one of one of his friends said, "No bride ever had a more unusual honeymoon than Honor. <laughs> Let's go whaling, dear. What? After all, we've got to make some coin to pay for this stuff. Yeah, Getting married true. in Hawaii ain't cheap. Wonder if uh, she was his first mate. Yeah. Well, it, here's the thing: she was very comfortable at sea. He he, from a, the time he was eleven, mm -hmm. was on ships. Yeah, he was uh, he was able to be a uh, a cabin boy when he was eleven. Yeah, and he was a little terror. He he would put he he, he was known for being a prankster. And one of the things he did was he put he hid tacks on the captain's chair. <laughs> you know, and uh, he was he was a little bit hard to control when he was a kid. But um, actually, we have a picture of him and his wife Honor and his son uh, Jamie. Let's put that up there for people to see. Now, what's interesting about this picture here is they all, they all look miserable. And the reason behind this miserable look is because uh, they had, they, and when I say they, I mean Captain Earl mm -hmm. and his son had just been fooling around downstairs while the photographer was waiting for them yeah. to take the picture. And Honor basically went and chewed them out for, <laughs> you know, fooling around and not not being being respectful and doing what they're supposed to do. So they they all got and he snaps this picture, which makes them look absolutely like this is the most <laughs> miserable thing in life. But that's not really the way things were. They were a very happy family and um uh honor actually was very comfortable like i said with her husband at sea she also brought a small p a piano with her Whoa. onto the uh ship she was a pianist yep she was a pianist and she took up navigation good for her and she became known for her excellence at the helm of the ship Whoa. she was a very well respected woman um they returned to new zealand new, new, new zealand they returned really? to new england where okay. they were where um he was from uh, late in 1896, their son Jamie was born uh, in um, Whittam, Massachusetts. And after 40 years at sea, he finally retires to Quincy, Mass. And uh, he died in 1935 at the age of 81. Wow. Oh. And this, so this, you know, one of his pipes falls into the hands of... Um, the uh the people who you know made made the uh, uh the blend the blend here and every blend in the captain earl series is named after some adventure or thing that he had while he was at sea like 10 russians i was which gonna ask you what's up with 10, 10 russians 10 russians was named Ugh. Because, you know, at one so point good. while he was out, he actually rescued 10 Russians who were lost, at, you know, sh shipwrecked. And he, uh. he found them, rescued them. They survived a cannibalist attack. Wow. At sea at one point. 
Um, and interestingly, you know, the Morgan is docked at uh, the Mystic Seaport in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. Connecticut. And it is the oldest surviving commercial ship in the world. Really? Yep. It is the last wooden whaling ship in the world. It's and in Connecticut. You, it's And you can tour it. Ooh. You can take a tour of the ship. We actually have a picture no. of the ship. That is a well-built ship. We have a picture of the ship. No pun intended, Dave. Yep. There it is. Wow, look right at that. There. And, um, That's a nice ship. It's a very, very cool ship. And if you are in the Connecticut area ever, um, go take a tour of that. It's going to be well worth your time. All the history that's there, it is great. So that's a little bit about Captain Earl's. We should have honor, a show. And Honor Blend and everything. And uh, very, very cool stuff. Danny, you should have a, we should we should do a remote show from the ship mm. and smoke this tobacco. Or smoke two of his tobaccos and do mm. a remote, a remote. I wouldn't mind show. doing that. That'd be a great idea. That'd be crazy cool, man. That'd be crazy cool doing a doing a Captain Earl's episode from the Morgan. Dude, that That'd would be a be, great August show, mm-hmm. wouldn't it be? Mm-hmm. It'd be great to get to go take a trip down there, be on the ship. Can we sail it? Uh. No, probably not. <laughs> That's not fair. But you know, we'll just I, take it off off might, the shore and then come back. You I know? might look into that. That that's a very interesting thing. Yeah, it's that'd be pretty cool. Now, are you guys picking up anything else from the tobacco here, Dave? Well, it's the um, flavors of, um, let's see, the Orientals and the of like the. The spices of the the Oriental and like um, some pepper, um, some earth and hay, maybe some sweetness from the Virginias have all gotten a lot more prevalent to me as the bowl has developed. Mm-hmm. Um, and about, I'm getting a subtle creaminess mm-hmm. from it too. What about you, Nick? Hmm. There's more complexity going on. There's more things going on in my bowl now mm-hmm. uh, than in the beginning. Mm. Everything is kind of like popping. You get, I'm getting a little bit more spice, still with the the sweetness in there. Getting the hay, getting the earth, woody notes in there. Yeah. So everything mm. is kind of playing really, really evenly. Mm-hmm. Um, one thing is not popping out to me than another Mm -hmm. uh it's a really nice complex blend and the strength like you said earlier off camera um this has a higher nicotine content than the 10 russians does i don't know if it has a higher nicotine content but the perique definitely has um higher nicotine than the latakia latakia yeah has is a low nicotine content Mm -hmm. tobacco this doesn't have any of that in it. Now, um, you know, Orientals don't have a ton of nicotine in them. Right. Either, but Virginias have a fair amount. They do, yeah. Greek yep. has a fair amount. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think there's some good nicotine content. Yeah, this is some good strength. I can definitely uh, definitely feel it coming yeah, on. Yeah, Um, mm-hmm. But what a, what a great blend. It's mm. not... It's very subtle. 
mm-hmm. in the in the flavors that are presented on my palate. Very mm-hmm. subtle, but you can definitely pick them up. Yeah. Um, and with the small batch, I think it kind of amplifies that a little bit more. Again, this is the first time of me having this, so I don't right. really, I can't really compare. You and uh, and Dave can compare. Um, if it does pop a little bit more, or if it's a little bit more lively with the seven, uh, 1792. But I love it with the 1792. I think yeah. it goes really well. Uh, the 1792's got some really nice flavor, really subtle. Um, and so isn't this tobacco. Very yeah. subtle, very flavorful. I definitely think the 1792, again, brings out more sweetness in this, yep. just like it did with the cigar. Mm-hmm. I think some of the sweetness is amplified with it. And this is a very oriental forward tobacco. And I think that that this really adds to that yes. with, the, with the sweetness of it. The the Orientals that bring that those wood notes, those incense notes, those mm-hmm. sweet and sour, those woody notes. You know it, that that sweetness really plays with that. Very, it's very complementary. Yes, yes, it is definitely you know? a complementary pairing. Yeah, very much so. Mm-hmm. Very mm-hmm. nice. Okay. What else you got for us, Danny boy? Well, tonight we're going back to news. We haven't oh, done news, news for a while. And I saw a very I saw a very interesting uh uh thing on half wheel cross my email path and I thought it would be great for discussion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and here it is. Um, again, this is from Half Wheel. New Zealand proposes banning tobacco sales to future generations. How dare they? Wow. All right. New Zealand is considering a variety of measures to greatly reduce the number of smokers in the country, including one idea that would ban tobacco sales to anyone born after a certain day. The New England Ministry of Health has published a discussion document called... You say New England? Did I say New England? You did. New Zealand? The New Zealand Ministry... It could be (laughs) New England. After all, we're not uh, far behind New Zealand as far as wackiness goes. Well, maybe Massachusetts. The New Zealand Ministry of Health has published a discussion document called Proposals for a Smoke-Free Oteroa. Otoroa. Otoroa, 2025 action plan. It outlines various ideas that the ministry has at trying to make New Zealand, quote-unquote, smoke-free by 2025. Wow. That's a mere four years away, people, and gives the public six weeks to submit comments on the document. It defines smoke-free as less than 5% of the population smoking daily the pub population the pub population (laughs) its most ambitious policy is one that would ban the sale of tobacco products to anyone born after a certain date in the document the government proposes this example for example if legislation commenced on january 1st 2022 then people younger than 18 years of age at that time, or those born after January 1, 2004, which for those of you who struggle with math means they wouldn't be 18 years old, would never be able to lawfully be sold smoked 
tobacco products. That's horrendous. The document also suggests other proposals, including setting a minimum price for tobacco products to make them less affordable, reducing the number of retailers who can smell tobacco, reducing the amount of nicotine in tobacco (laughs) products, introducing new, you know, that's like introducing fat-free bread. Isn't there? Fat-free bread. Carbless bread. Let's let's, let's talk about that, people. I mean, my, my parents dropped the whole you know they, they've been doing the fat free thing for the last 30 years of their life and you know what happened mm. very little mm-hmm. they didn't really lose any weight nope nothing really changed nope nothing changed nothing. at all why is that high fructose corn syrup that's why. yep and my dad ended up getting cancer and dying. Maybe that had something to do with the fat-free bread. I'm not sure. Sorry mm. for your losses, boys. Uh, thank you. Thank you very much. Um, uh, another thing is introducing new tobacco license requirements for retailers and increasing anti-smoking campaigns. New Zealanders, mm. New Zealanders have until May 31st, 2021, to provide their feedback to the government now oh. the reason i bring this up is you know obviously changing the tobacco age all sorts of restrictions on who can buy it taxes we've all heard those stories before i haven't heard a generational idea uh. for dealing with uh tobacco before so the idea of if you are not of legal Sweet. smoking age by this date you will not ever be able to legally purchase tobacco. That's crazy. That's, just, that's just, just a weird idea. Just, this and whole I, thing blows my mind, and I'll tell you why. Why? why? Does it blow your mind. Why does it grind your because gears? Because nobody's talking about alcohol and liver disease, or or, or you know, they, nobody's talking about you know. All the drunk driving accidents that happen. Yep. Nobody's talking about underage alcohol sales. Nobody's talking about the fact that you can buy bubblegum freaking vodka. What's you up know, with you and bubblegum alcohol? It's it because it because it's like the biggest thing is it's it's not that it's the biggest thing. It's the fact that you know we'll ban flavored cigars and stuff like that, but we'll still sell bubblegum alcohol because that's not going to be attractive to anybody. Even though you know bubblegum alcohol tastes way better than any tobacco product. Period. Okay, you know it's an acquired taste, just like mm-hmm. coffee, and um, we don't sure have acquired that taste. We don't. We don't have. We don't have an age problem. Like, I don't regularly have to card people because. Most of the time, they have like whitened their beard or hair when they come in to buy something. From me. <laughs> That's like, a good point. Like, the, That's like a good point, I, dude. we yeah. don't have that problem. The people that come in and buy our products are typically responsible uh, human beings and, and re- adults um, for the most Obviously part. Obviously, adults. You know, and it, it this this blows. Where is all this tobacco hate coming from? Like, they, seriously, these people need to focus on things that actually harm people immediately like so much for alcohol or or you know like if anything if you're gonna i don't want there to be more legislation on alcohol mm-hmm. but it's a lot worse than tobacco period for you I, when, I in abuse so. just like anything else in abuse is bad and that can be that can be water that can be you know <laughs> it air water that, it, it could be anything <laughs> if too much of it is a bad thing yeah 
I mean, I, I, you know, I don't think I, we've made it very clear on the show that our opinion is that taxing tobacco doesn't really solve any problem that there is. If you nope. need more money for the government, taxing tobacco is not the way to go because no. when you do it, it doesn't produce more money. It produces less money because mm-hmm. either people, you know, end well, up they're, they're not- going to go somewhere else. Or they're gonna. Most of the retailers are gonna close. They're gonna close down because they have no customer base. You know, yeah. uh, and then you're gonna lose. You're gonna lose uh, people that go there because you know mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful things in the world is going to a beautiful beach or, or a beautiful hotel and smoking a cigar there. Like that's an attraction. You're throwing away attraction. Like you know, New Zealand yeah. is a big attraction country i remember i remember way back when before massachusetts had any kind of tobacco tax Mm. when they were proposing it um dave garofalo the owner of two guys was in everett at the time Mm -hmm. and was you know uh very opposed to that legislation and and said if you create a tobacco tax you're never going to get the money i'm going to leave the state and you're going to lose all of your money and I'll triple my business. And? And they passed it. And at the time, I think it was 27%. Now it's 40. Yeah. It's okay. okay. Um, so it's, it's almost doubled since, since that original thing. And he did, he, he has, you know, you know, become incredibly successful and Massachusetts has never, ever at any point made their, goal for tobacco tax in massachusetts Mm -hmm. and uh and point of fact too i don't think much or any of that money has ever gone to the anti-smoking or health well that's because there isn't enough that 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 (laughs) they said it was going to go to in the first place it just goes into the general fund you know, you know, New Hampshire, where we are, we're we're very fortunate. We're one of three states that in the country that doesn't have a tobacco tax, and um, so our. But all of the business from Massachusetts has come up into New Hampshire. Yep. You know, they go right over the line. And now, thank you, Mass. If we you, it, yeah, we, we're very grateful for that. Now, the whole idea of banning cigars and tobacco to people of who are adults just by virtue of the day they were born there's no virtue in it there it's just very a how are you going to enforce that how are you going to how are you going to go about enforcing that if that were to become law and even if you could track even if you could through computers and stuff like that track everybody who you know was not obeying that law why would you want to live there well no how many people would you need in order to do that how much how much more money are you going to have to spend in extra manpower Mm -hmm. to enforce that and then after you after you spend the money of finding the people to enforce it how much more money are you going to have to spend on the people to prosecute it Good point. and collect from it? It just, it just seems to be, you know, a, an, a, it, it, something that will never, ever be 
a financially responsible thing to do. And, you know, again, you know, I don't wake up in the morning thinking, man, if I don't have my pipe, if I don't have my cigar, I'm never going to make it through the day. I'm going to be a grumpy grouch if I don't have my... I can go, you know, days or weeks without smoking a, a cigar. Now, is it habitual? As in, I like it. I meditate with it. I think with it. You study yes, with it. I study with it. I enjoy it very much. And that would be the, the thing that's hard for me to give up. But it isn't the... One doll. I, 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 I better get it, you know, because I, I physically need it. That's that's not what it is. Mm. And, you know, I've talked with people who, you know, I've never smoked cigarettes in my life. I can't speak to that whole thing from personal experience. But I've talked with people who've done that and who have quit smoking cigarettes and now do cigars or pipes Hi. and they don't feel like they <laughs> do, they have the same they don't feel like they have the same pull they don't feel like they have the same I don't care if i have a cigar or a pipe during a day it's just you know it but when you when you were a cigarette smoker dave i had to you had i to would do punch it. a baby if it didn't happen right and that's yep. not the feeling you have anymore no. right mm -mm. it's 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 something that you like to do it's something that you want to do yeah. But there's a difference between wanting to do it and having to do it and being driven by some physical addiction to do it. Right. And that's not what this is. No. That's not what this is. And I don't think people really understand that. You know, to pipe tobacco and, and cigar tobacco is an all-natural thing. Mm -hmm. it, isn't, it isn't punctuated with extra chemicals. It's not amplified with extra man-made crap like cigarettes are you know the, water the, and tobacco the the, the cigarettes you know include hundreds if not thousands of different chemicals that, just to make it breathable that you know make it something else it, it makes it a it, it it cigarettes let's let's say that's that's the real fat-free <laughs> version of, of of bread if you're going to compare with tobacco products. Oh my god. You know, this is this is not that. This is a natural product. There is nicotine in tomatoes. There's nicotine in eggplants. eggplants. Oh. There's nicotine in potatoes. You don't wake up in the morning thinking, "My god, if I don't have my mashed potatoes, I'm going to have a really hard time getting through the day." Mm -hmm. That's not what you experience with cigars or pipe tobacco yep it's a very very different thing and i just don't understand why people don't i this, this uh, i think this is a scientific thing i mm -hmm. don't think this is my opinion i think that this is you know this well that's the whole thing is there isn't very worn out there isn't a lot of science in this it's politics no you know and um, you know like like you were saying dave too much of anything is going to be bad you know mm. if you if all you do all day every day is smoke something yeah something's probably going to go wrong but the studies show that if you have a couple cigars a day which is much more than the average smoker does much more than the average pipe smoker does two bowls of pipe tobacco a day there's no increase in health concerns or risks at all and at all a, and as a matter of fact 
you, they end up living four years y- and longer. And they live four years longer. Than someone who doesn't smoke, period. So. And that's the FDA. I'm going to outlive you. Yeah. That's what this all comes down to. Yeah. Uh, Rod also said that he canceled his Lord of the Rings set trip. <laughs> and I would also like to point out to the New Zealand people that all the hobbits and, and everybody did was smoke during half the show anyways. That's right. So, yeah. Well, they still have the people, you said in the literature, that the people still have a chance to um, come forth and, you know, Hopefully file the people their complaints. Hopefully elect new people because the people that are in the Well, we'll been... see. They're giving the, they're giving, they're giving the people a chance to speak. And I hope for all the awesome people in New Zealand that they come together and Amen. they knock this thing down. And they say, no way, we're not going to comply with this. Yeah. And, you know, it gets, uh, it gets shut down. I hope so. One can only hope that people are rational. The loss of choice is the loss of freedom. That's true. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. There's not many things I agree with you, Dave, but that I agree with. <laughs> Rod says... Uh, that's why so many Canadians buy online in the U.S. Yeah. A CAO MX2 is about $18 U.S. Oh, that's criminal. What's that here? Oh, it's like eight bucks. Eight bucks, yeah. Oh, my say, God. You know. That's like the Toro or the, the 660. And that's a perfect example. You know, Canada has a 100% tobacco tax. And then there's sales tax on top of that. And then there's places you can't, I don't know, Rod, maybe you can confirm this. I heard from somebody that travels down from Canada that you can't even smoke in your own house. So you can't smoke on your own property or something like that. I don't know. I don't know, I don't know anything know. about that in Rod, some places. please comment in uh, the comment section. I don't know how they would enforce that. Yeah. I don't know. But, but there's let the us thing. know. So in, in the, the Canadians... Are coming here to get the cigar now. Yeah. When they Those are very when they good bring them back, o- when they bring them back over, they still have to pay tax on them. Yeah, right. You got to pay but at the border. It's still going to be less than if they buy them in Canada. Yep. Because if they're paying the hundred percent tax, and it's you know eight dollars here, they're paying sixteen instead of eighteen. Mm-hmm. You know, over there. Uh, Rod says, I can. I quit cigarettes 19 years ago. Big difference. I never crave a cigar. I don't even think about cigars until after dinner. And it's because I have time to enjoy a cigar and I'm in the mood for it. All right. There you go. See, I know a number of people who have quit smoking cigarettes by smoking cigars. They enjoy the the experience of smoking, the the smells, the aromas, the aromatherapy that comes with it, but they no longer to a to a person, they no longer have that nicotine craving. Mm-hmm. They and not only that, but you know, not only do cigars have much less nicotine than cigarettes, you know, on on the whole, and all, <laughs> all frankly, a whole host of other chemicals that I believe are more addictive than nicotine. In the cigarette, but because you do not inhale cigars, it's tasting. It's tasting, mm-hmm. right? Your mouth absorbs nicotine at a mere fraction of what your lungs do. Right. It's hundreds of times different. 
you know, so even though that there is a certain amount of nicotine in cigars, not a great amount of that goes into your bloodstream because that just isn't what your mouth is designed to do. That's what your lungs maybe are designed to do, but it's not what your mouth is designed to do. Well, it's really baby. There you go. That's the end of my rant on yes. that. Um, so I will we'll keep you posted on that was this a confession too. We'll I think. Keep, yeah. If it passes or if it, or if it ends up, uh, failing, we'll let you know. Yes. Uh, when we know, you'll um, know, obviously they have till the end of May to, uh, report on this. And, uh, the next time we get an update, uh, and we'll, we will let you know what's going on now, Nick, you found a, uh, meme for I've, the week. I found a, a pretty funny meme. I showed you earlier, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll put it up on the screen so you guys can take a look at it. <laughs> when you have to teach the kids that family means nothing in Uno. <laughs> yes, I absolutely agree with that. I've had that look on my face myself mm-hmm. with my three girls. Draw four. There is nothing like throwing down a draw four card. It's true. You it's know, very when, true. And if you can, and if the next person, you know, like reverses the whole thing, and then you can do it again to them, yes. that's even better. <laughs> I think I think Uno and Monopoly is the ones that kind of yeah. really tell how how good the family bond is. Oh, my gosh. Because Uno will kind of get you there, but if you're playing Monopoly... Oh my God! Forget it. Monopoly is Monopoly will bring out the worst. It will. Mm-hmm. It will <laughs> go directly to jail, and then you're building uh. hotels on Boardwalk <laughs> and Park Place, yeah. and you gotta pay out like twelve hundred dollars. Oh my God! I like sorry. Sorry is so sorry. Beautiful. Yes, I'm sorry, Dave. I'm sorry yes, too. I yeah. love sorry. sorry Rod says you can smoke on your property mm-hmm. in Canada. Okay. Thank God for that. What else does Rod say? Oh, Canada. Rod says, if we are out of the country for 48 hours, we can bring back 50 cigars without duty or Or taxes. Interesting. Thank you, Rod, for that... uh, for that uh, little info. That's very very good to know. It's very good to know. That's very good to know. And again, that, that illustrates the point that if they want cigars... Yep. You know, they can cross the border, yep. stay for a couple of days, and save a boatload of money. That's correct, yeah. <laughs> you know, even if they go over into New York, where it's 75% tax, they're still saving 25%, you know. Um, be coming back down your way once travel restrictions are lifted. Yes, Rod, I hope you come to Twins. Yes. We want to see you down yes. here at Twins. Yes. And we'll try to get you on the show. I know that's... Uh... I'll make sure you get a few minutes with... Uh, Kendra. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> when you come down, the potion master herself. Yes, absolutely. She she owes him a good thank you and maybe a good cocktail for that uh, um, yeah. Canadian uh, syrupy center. Of course. Yep. 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 And that uh, seaweed gin. I believe you sent her some seaweed gin too. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. Both of those. Those deserve some recompense. You know. A little cocktail or something won't hurt. Mm-hmm. A little, not at all. A little photo op with the potion master. Yep, absolutely. We, we can work that out. We can mm-hmm. definitely do that. Mm-hmm. Definitely, definitely. Um, 
So, are we ready for a little Would You Rather? You know it, baby. Mm. Hold on, I gotta get a refill here. <laughs> Which is not well, a surprise to anybody. Don't get, don't get too buzzed. You have, you have to think here in a minute. Oh, okay. I'll, okay. I'll do a half pour. <laughs> Which means half the last. No. <laughs> I am civil when I do half pours. Lies. Okay. So here's the would you rather question. Kind of themed after tonight's show. Mm. Sort of. Ooh, here we go. Would you rather. Yes. No. Own a pipe that had belonged to J.R.R. Tolkien. Ooh. I don't know who that is. He wrote Lord of the Rings. Oh. Oh, yes, 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 he did. Yes. yes. Or spend a week. All expenses paid at the Louvre Museum of Fine Arts. Oh, man. All expense paid? Would you rather own a pipe that belonged to J.R.R. Tolkien or have a week at the Louvre? Shoot. My goodness. Dave, go ahead with this one. I I need some thinking. Oh, man. You know, I'm just pulling the trigger on this. I'd I'd rather own Tolkien's pipe. I want a (laughs) toke out of a token. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, definitely. I'm. I. I oh, that would be, cause that's like permanent, man. A week in a museum is. Like, yeah, you got memories and pictures and stuff, but having a pipe that you can just hold physically, and be like, oh yeah. That's oh, yeah, I, yeah. I'm with you, Dave. I I would rather have the pipe because it was something I could always have. You know, that's true. Because because it was permanent. Because I could say J.R.R. Tolkien smoked this pipe, and now I'm smoking it. Because I wouldn't just let it sit on my mantle. I would have to smoke it. You would have to smoke it. I would have to smoke it. Would he have Gandalf's pipe? What kind of pipe would he have? I mean, he had the pipe he was smoking when he thought up Gandalf. I mean, he would have to have a church wood. You know, I I don't know. I don't know what pipe it would be. I don't know either. But, you know, that's. uh, But he has all sorts of pipes, or had all sorts of pipes. I bet he had a fine pipe collection. Mm. He might have. I don't know anything about his pipe collection, but. Um, I know he smoked prolifically, and I, I would rather have something to hold and talk about and look at permanently than have the memory. Although I would love a trip to the Louvre. Hmm. What about you, Nick? How long is the trip? It's a week. Oh, yeah. All expenses paid. Mm-hmm. The food. Mm-hmm. The drinks. Mm-hmm. Oh, very much the drinks. The wine. <laughs> What about the museum? The museum, <laughs> it would be a blur. <laughs> yes, it would probably be. Would. It would probably be a blur, and mm-hmm. I'd probably get banned for life. Um, but definitely the trip, with all expense paid, I will never, as much as that one object may be, as good as that one object may be, that uh, that trip is. All expense paid. I'm always down for a trip. That's, uh, come on, kidding me? France, 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 France. The home of the three musketeers. Yeah, I mm-hmm. think. Yeah, um, it is. it's true. Yeah, it's true. It's and true. Uh, Guy Fox? No, that was British. No, but Les Mis. That's, yes, Les Mis Arab. Yep. The greatest musical ever in my made. Opinion ever made with uh, Hugh Jackman. Well, he did a great job playing Valjean. That's true. He did. He, he's hmm. a wonderful, wonderful man. I I saw that on Broadway. Broadway, and you know, and Broadway, you know, um, in New York, in New York, in Boston, in Orlando, 
a total total of 13 times. That's too many times, Danny. 13 times. That's too many times. That's way too many times. It was just, there is no, oh, Limez, how I love you. But it would be the all expense paid to the Louvre, my Mm -hmm. friend. Okay. All right. I totally, so, I totally understand that, I, and I can appreciate it. I tried looking up some token history. Mm-hmm. What do you got? Um, token history. Yep. Yeah. So what about Tolkien history. Tolkien history. Uh, Tolkien, his brother, uh, and Hillary, his mother, um, were. So I guess after like some deaths in his life, he was sent to live with his relatives, and then to Father Francis Morgan. A Catholic priest in a small village near Birmingham. The priest became his legal guardian, benefactor, and confessor and father figure. And in fact, Father Francis, a pipe smoker, was a big influence on the young Token, Token, mm-hmm. Tolkien, Tolkien, who later attributed his addiction to the pipe to the priest. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yes. Pastor Padron knows how that works. I am, after all, the Darth Piper. Yes, you are. Um, what's our final verdict here on Hermit Tobacco Works Captain Earl's Honor Blend? Nick, go team. It's delicious. It's mm. subtle. Mm-hmm. If you're looking for a blend, and this is, again, my opinion, if you're looking for a blend that's a little bit more lively, a little bit more... I uh, like that Oriental. Uh, the Oriental's great. The, the Look, the blend is great. Oh, the retro. But it's, it's super subtle. It's got some nice strength to it. Um, if it's definitely, definitely, I think a Nick bomb, mm-hmm. and I love it. Um, but if you're looking for something a little bit more lively on the palate, I don't think this is for you. Um, it definitely has some nice complexity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely got some strength for me. This would be a, a towards the end of the night smoke, mm-hmm. um, and probably a, a good morning smoke to get me going mm-hmm. um but you know what i mean this might not be for you if if you're looking for a little bit more of uh virginia blends and stuff like that but hell of a blend mm-hmm. i definitely give it up to captain earl okay dave um i definitely love i'm jiving with the orientals in this mm-hmm. um they are very prevalent in the retro yeah. hail. Yeah. Um, um, I think it's it's through the bowl, it's developed um, to a more... It started out very mild and a little bit of cream, and now like I feel like the cream has gone away, mm-hmm. and now it's it's more, more earthy and... Um, there's a subtle sweetness. Yep. But to me the most prominent is the is the Orientals, like that bouquet of um botanicals. Yeah. To me. Um and I, I think it's uh I think it's very pleasant and I would consider this like probably like an early you know, like the a first something I would smoke first in the morning or uh, you know, uh if I needed a pick me up during the day because of the nicotine content, mm-hmm. yes, nicotine. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is definitely an Oriental forward blend. If you are a lover of Orientals, you will really enjoy Captain Earl's Honor Blend very much. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think this is very aptly named uh, in the sense that, you know, it is very floral. It is very nuanced. It is very subtle. Um, and in that sense, I think, like, like Captain Earl's wife, but there's a strength behind it that is waiting there and mm. uh, that is not going to be ignored. Uh, just like the, the dour woman in the picture who was, you know, willing to uh, hold her husband and boy to task for screwing around when they were supposed <laughs> to be having their picture taken. And we all know back then pictures were not something that you could just do whenever. Right. You know, it, it was, was a luxury. Event, you know, yeah, it, it, was was luxury. An, it was an event and it was a luxury. And mm -hmm. so I can understand why she was so ticked off. Um, but there is a, a good nicotine kick uh, from this tobacco. I would say it's a um, medium uh, and medium plus maybe in strength and mm -hmm. medium in body. Um, it is very nuanced. There's lots of wood notes, floral notes. Um, there's a subtle sweetness to it. Um, some nice spice from the Orientals and the Perique as well. Uh, a very well-balanced blend. Uh, and another winner. This is the only non-Latakia tobacco in the entire Captain Earl's line. Wow. And mm. uh, um, it is very, very good. Latakia. So if you are looking for something that is uh, doesn't have Latakia or you are looking for something that um, uh, is very oriental forward, Captain Earl's Honor Blend may very well be something for you you uh now next friday mm. on not just blowing smoke we have a Preach very it. special show oh yes we have justo aroa of aladino cigars oh, uh joining us he will be live and in person yeah. Whoa. and he will be in introducing no us to the newest release in the aladino vintage line oh yes uh -huh. there are uh, an elegante size, which is the um, Lancero, and Ooh. also a Toro that is coming out. We will be smoking one, hopefully both of those mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, yeah. next week. It's going to be a very, very good show. You're mm -hmm. not going to want to miss it. Nope. Eight o'clock next Friday, right here on NJBS. Put it on your calendar, people. It's going to be good. Yep. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the Hit subscribe the bell. button, please. Get the bell. And uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook, too, at facebook.com forward slash NJBS podcast, because Facebook won't let us say the word smoke. Oh, well, what are you going to do? And follow us also on Instagram at not just blowing smoke so that you don't miss a thing. Thanks for being with us tonight, everybody. And that's not just blowing smoke. Another day another smoke mm -hmm. you've been listening to not just blowing smoke the podcast that brings the wealth of knowledge expertise and fun of twins smoke shop new england's premier smoke shop right to you wherever you are whenever you want it you can find us at our website notjustblowingsmoke.com and keep in touch with us on facebook youtube twitter and instagram at not just blowing smoke thanks for listening everybody and that is not just blowing smoke. Rolling with the top down, smoking.